John, welcome to episode 310 of Drunk Dash Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, yo, man. Hey, Colonel Gables is back again, and man, it has been a wild three-week ride full of ups and downs, but for God's sakes, I'm so glad to start recording again after such a long hiatus that we had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's, I think it's the longest stretch we've gone uh, without... Uh, recording a podcast since we started doing this nearly six years ago um but yeah it, you know it was nice it was it was nice kind of refresh you know get a recharge of the batteries uh get a you know have a couple saturdays it worked out great this year because of the what the nfl playoffs um being on saturday nights yeah so usually when we record we i would we would have missed the uh, playoff games um uh, otherwise so oh that was yeah nice um getting to watch those games because typically we record on those nights, and then you know we, I like football. I don't like to miss football, so that, that was, you know it was nice. It was kind of it kind of worked out in that way. Yeah, it kind of did. You know, it's like, oh man, for that three that three week stint. I mean, we recorded pretty close to the end of the year, like uh, yeah. last month, and then it's like that three week span. It's like the process of all that had happened that transpired. It's like, yeah, you you were working and doing what you're doing and stuff. I was moving from house to house packing up stuff like had to put down the family dog unfortunately you know that it sucked i mean yeah that always sucks but uh we're in a new house a new town we're on this new lease and stuff like that so hopefully hopefully we do not have to move anytime soon (laughs) which that would be a pretty nice convenient stuff that i can actually be in a house for more than like couple of years at a time i mean hey <laughs> but yeah. uh but other than that though it's like that whole movement experience man i'll tell you it was probably one of the most like craziest kind of like one of the most kind of like bad experiences i've ever had while moving it was definitely like one of the hardest moves that we've ever had to make because well obviously you know you had to put the family pet down it's been around for 16 years and you had to try to get rid of all this kind of crap and then like your phone my parents end up phoning, like, phoning, like, the freaking landlord. It's like, hey, can we have an extra day to clean the house? Like, oh, no, we're having, like, such and such moving in this house just the day after, you know? It's like, <laughs> really? And so we had to hurry on that final night. We still had to get, like, about six to ten, like, carloads of, like, that damn stuff out of uh, the house because my mom simultaneously like, kind of left both the master closets, you know, like, full of stuff. And so so we're just sitting there and I just go, you know what? No, we need help. We need it now. And all of a sudden, it's like we have everyone from like my family members, like my brothers, my cousins, like myself, and stuff like that. We're just hauling ass and getting all that stuff awesome. done. And a lot of the, and once uh, we actually once uh, my parents and I left and stuff, my brothers and my uh, niece, not niece, my brothers and my cousins and stuff like that, just finished a lot of that cleaning the house. They were there like almost until like midnight. Wow. There, that house. But man, I'll tell you what. One of the hardest things of that night was being dead tired and then coming to the new house. And I do not have anywhere to sleep because I had not made the bed yet because the movers, being as haphazard as they were, you know, kind of like spread out a bunch of the different types of furniture. I had say where my stuff went, but like we were missing certain pieces of stuff, you know, for a long while. We're still searching for like random things here and there, but the most important stuff are actually found and like not lost 
Now if we can only find like other types of uh, medical stuff from my father, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, but, that'd be yeah. Good. <laughs> but uh, what's kind of interesting, I stayed up until like about 2 a.m. that Thursday night, you know, into Friday morning going through and like getting my room set up the way I like it, you know? So I have my bookcase next to my TV stand. It's like the only piece of furniture I kept from my move to this new house. I got my bookcase, got my TV stand, got my computer desk with my laptop and everything. Got my full size, got my freaking Oak end table. You know, I am not getting rid of this fucking Oak end table, man. It was, I got it for free. And this damn thing is so nice. I got the router and I got the freaking modem, all up top there, looking nice and pretty, and man, it feels good for me because it's like it's the first time in about ever actually, like over the ten years I've actually had Wi-Fi. I've never had a LAN type of experience while playing online for games and this and that. It's like being connected, wired and stuff, man. It makes a difference. I'll tell you what, oh, download yeah. speeds, playing against people online. I mean, even do basic internet stuff. You know, it's like it's such an awesome feeling not to rely on just the bar of like wi-fi for shit but uh overall man it's like other than that i was just dealing with a bunch of like freaking stomach virus stuff that's been going around in my workplace and so i literally felt this thing coming on like uh, tuesday night and i actually powered through it on wednesday and thursday and oh my god man i did I did my fair share of work and stuff, but I was kind of a little bit sluggish for things like here and there because it's like I had to constantly go and use the fucking bathroom. Like, <laughs> it, oh man, it's the it's the most worst feeling that you could possibly have, man. Where it's like you feel like your stomach's bloated, start to gurgle, and it's like you just gotta go ahead and just use the bathroom. And it's like, damn, not just once, not just twice, but if you have like five or six times inside of a span of like four to five hours, man. Man, that's something I never want to wish on my worst enemy. But other than that, though, it's like today Today was just like one of those days where I I called off work because obviously still sick and all. Took a couple of like uh, medication stuff and it's like, hey, it's okay. You know, I just did this, got my coffee, did this and that and stuff. And it, it's like the first time in a while where it's like I've ate food and felt like I could uh, actually just like manage he keeps things in my stomach. <laughs> so that feels awesome. Yeah. But uh, other than that, man, it's like, it's just been one crazy ride. And from the most part, most part, I've just been uh, enjoying living in this new town. But anyway, how have you been? Um, about the same. Nothing really too exciting for me. Um, people don't notice and don't remember. I uh, I bought a new mic. Yeah. Uh, and I got the I got like right before we were like oh cool we're gonna we're getting ready to record the game of the year stuff and I can use my new mic and then I had to buy <laughs> another piece for it which I got the day after we recorded all that oh. so I had this f- f- near six hundred dollars uh in in gear Ooh. here for my my mic uh that I've been waiting to use for nearly a month now so I'm excited to use it um Ooh-wee. hopefully I, hopefully I sound better uh, I'm working with it right now because uh, you have to be a lot closer to it. And it's kind of out of my comfort zone of the way I sit. I think I had to get it some other stuff for it too. Uh, you got pop just, filters, got everything else for it. Yeah, it, it comes with one actually for it. It's already on there. Um, just that the like it's actually really heavy. Yeah. Um, and my I always I have a little swing arm thing. Right. Um, for it, for I had for my my Yeti, um, and I just hooked this up to my swing arm, and uh, it doesn't really hold the weight very well, so it kind of slumps. Yeah. So yeah, I have to yeah. kind of sit in an uncomfortable motion. 
um where like it doesn't i don't have to move the mic around uh but anyway it's you know anyways it's um i, I like it a lot i've I spent a lot of time uh messing with it and stuff like that but uh yeah i don't know i'm pretty excited about that uh dude dude between you and i just upgrading our microphones man it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy right it's like we spent so much money on this like equipment i mean you got your mm-hmm. microphone your professional quality microphone i end up just going forth and getting this yeti and man i still need like a pop filter or something for this damn thing because it's like my audio sounds a hell of a lot better than what yeah. it did when i had my old snowball mic that i had for like freaking two or three years but yeah. at the same time, and I was like, I'm still just trying to experiment with it. I'm going to be using it for recording stuff fairly soon. New content for you people. All you need to do is just just follow me, like either on Twitter or like on uh, YouTube or whatever, or just see me on Twitch, like through like Colonel Gables. You know, all one word, Colonel Gables. <laughs> You'll find me eventually. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, man, it's like it just feels nice, man. It just feels fresh. This microphone's fairly hefty too. I kind of think it's probably around the three four pound mark at least because the damn yeah. thing is like the metal at the bottom of this is like thick yeah I, i'm i'm pretty sure i can murder somebody with with this mic- microphone <laughs> like it, yeah. it's it's very much doable um yeah but yeah i don't know I, I i like it quite a bit uh other than that though you know, nothing too 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 crazy going on right now uh with me same old same old just working a lot um uh, you know i just been kind of Trying to enjoy the, uh, um, I, I kind of wanted like a little bit of a break from gaming over the last like few weeks. I know, you know? right? Um, which is which is nice. Uh, you know, like I, I still listen like my podcast. I still stay up, up to date with what's going on. But as far as gaming goes, I really haven't played a lot. Um, and I, I've noticed this over the last couple of years though. Every year around like December, January, I kind of go through like a, um like a gamer a gaming slump or something i don't know how to really want to play i'm words. going through the same thing as well man it's like yeah. uh, the only thing i've really played throughout the past couple weeks has just been a bunch of smash but that's just like it's only because i've been going through the same like uh, classic mode with just a bunch of different characters plus trying some bit of online stuff but otherwise it's like once the first of the year hit it's like i've just been so focused on everything else i've had not the chance up until like maybe like I don't know, like this weekend or something to actually go forth and actually try to play something. Yeah. Uh, I, I keep telling myself I need to, uh, to play something and it's just like, eh, I'm good. Uh, you know, I played a little bit. I played, I played some more of the Spider-Man DLC. I, I, uh, I beat Metro 2033. Yeah. Um, but I had a game save that was already like halfway through and I just finished. Yeah, it there off. you go. So it was like four hours. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, uh, for me, like uh, this time of year, it's like, all the big stuff it just came out. You, you know, and we. I, I always like to cram a couple games in for the end of the year, like before we get to the game of the year stuff. Um, and it's just like after, like kind of once, like you get towards after we do like the game of the year stuff. I'm just like, oh, okay. It's like <laughs> you could just kind of uh, exhale, you know. And it's just like I don't, you know, I don't really want to play anything. And I, 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 I still kind of feel that way uh, now. I'm just kind of yeah, Resident yeah. Evil, Resident Evil Two comes out. The remake comes out next Friday, and. Uh, <gasps> That's right. Yeah, I, I'm gonna definitely play that some. Dude, uh, when that between, comes out. between that and freaking Kingdom Hearts three coming out later this month too, it's like it kind of reminds me of uh, January of 2018, where it's the big. It's like because of uh, how the only big game of that month I can remember is Dragon Ball Fighters. Celeste. And, oh yeah, and Celeste too. Yeah, but yet you know, I didn't buy Celeste until like later on and play it. But it's like. 
those two games, those were like the first heavy hitters of like the year, and that kind of when it jump started because similar to like what we're kind of experienced now, it's like the first part of January is sort of a slump traditionally for us. We don't really like play a lot of games towards the beginning portion of the year, but once late January to early February hits, it's like full speed ahead, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that, and I think that's kind of like there anymore like with gaming you don't really have that like you have that little bit of a, a the doldrums after e3 um as far as but there's still some decent games coming out but yeah really it's like after just like once you get to like black friday to like late january there's not a lot yeah um, so it's kind of you know like i said after game of the year stuff it's kind of like it, january is like our month off i, I guess for gaming for me so i, I really honestly i've just been um uh, watching a lot of netflix <laughs> like the last like the no last, shame like, three man weeks. yeah uh so uh, instead of talking about what, what i've been playing i'm going to talk about uh, what i've been watching yeah, I'll, that, I'll sounds, go through really quick that sounds pretty good yeah so um i i, I watched a uh a few things i watched um uh one one show called you uh just okay. like y-o-u uh really really good show i guess it was like a lifetime show i didn't know this before that then it came to netflix later but netflix huh. actually like uh saved the show and now they're gonna season two really great show it's about a uh a guy that own, that owns a bookstore and he meets this girl um mm. named genevieve and uh he's like but he's also he plays like a creepy stalker guy oh uh, but he's like really charming and stuff like that but it's 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 it's, it's like a very like the plot sounds like okay it's just like this like this good girl and the stalker guy, you know, like we, we've seen the million of these movies, but I think it's kind of cool where like the girl isn't like some like innocent, you know, goody, um, goody two shoe kind of girl. Like she makes a lot of mistakes. She's not, you know, she's not perfect. Um, she, you know, she's definitely, they, they could do a decent job of making it like, like making the guy like almost like, cause you're mostly following him. Like 90% of the narrative, like he even like, um, he even like speaks to you. Like he narrates and, um, uh, they do a good job of kind of almost making you like him in a way where like you kind of like he, he's almost he almost kind of charms you and he, he, it's really it's a really good show but dealing with like you know she, like he's like figuring out what she's hiding and uh like the way they use social media and stuff to, like like he figures out like everything about her just through like social media and stuff like that oh and boy figure out what she's doing it's it's really well done how it how it was uh i i watched that in like three days uh it's like they're like 10 episodes or something like that but i really like that show uh, then I also watched a show that just came out last Friday, and I actually watched it all in one night. That's how uh-huh. much I like this show. Damn. Um, uh, it came out last Friday uh, on Netflix. It's called Sex Education. Uh, <laughs> it is a, <laughs> I saw yeah. you tweet about that stuff, man. That was oh, funny man. shit. It, it, it's fantastic. It's a British dark comedy about a kid that, like, his mom is a sex therapist. Oh, okay. And uh, so what ends up happening, he's like a, you know, he's like that a nerdy high school kid. Uh, he's like 16, I think, and um, he uh, b- basically ends up like him and this other girl like started like this kind of like this business where they uh, give out like therapy lessons to he gives therapy lessons to people for okay. cash. Okay. And yeah, so it's like and it's like every episode is like him dealing with like different people and also him dealing with like because he's you know he has no experience with any girls or anything like that and him uh, liking girls and dealing with this and also at the same time giving out advice to these people uh, about their relationships and stuff like that. It's, it's a really charming show. Huh. Uh, it's a, it, I, I really liked it. It's like eight episodes. I, I, I got home from work 
uh, on Friday and I stayed up all night. You know how to work Saturday. I stayed up all night, super late, <laughs> and I watched them all in one, one go. I could not quit watching that show. It was great. Uh, I can't wait for season two. Uh, hopefully there is season, there better be a fucking season two. Um, <laughs> what else did I watch? I watched a show called uh, Fire, uh, the the greatest mu- music festival that never was. Uh, I watched that. Actually, th- that just came out today. Um, there's also a Hulu documentary that I watched, but, but it's uh, about a music festival. This guy, like, it's a, it's a documentary about this music festival. This guy did where he, he conned a bunch of uh, rich uh, kids, like teenagers, like not teenagers, but young adults out of uh, money, like having a boat. Like, hey, we're going to go to Bahamas. We're going to have this huge music festival. Bring him a private jet out there. Pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for uh, these uh, um, villas and houses and stuff to stay at for a week. And then people get there and like they're eating literally cheese sandwiches and <laughs> living and sleeping in FEMA tents. Uh, oh, no. So, yeah, it was it, it's it's pretty crazy how the, like pretty much how the whole thing, how we conned all these people and like how the whole thing went on. Um, and then also today, Punisher season two came out. We're recording this on Friday, by the way. Uh, uh, I've watched the first like three episodes of that. So I've been shit. like very much in like a binge watching mood lately. Like it's getting colder out. We got a big snowstorm um last saturday or not a big one but a decent sized one and then we got a big one today and uh we got a three-day weekend because monday's mlk day um so it's very much going to be tyler is going to hibernate all weekend and watch some football and a bunch of tv shows uh which i've been really enjoying it i've been getting my uh uh cat lady on uh, i guess for i'm just gonna i just cut up with louie and we just watch tv for hours <laughs> and I'm really enjoying that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's been fun. I, I I've been really enjoying that because like I don't. Uh, oh, and I also uh, watched all of season one of Orville. Um, it's a Seth MacFarlane show on Hulu. Oh, I've heard about that. Uh, it's on Fox, but I, I, I've been watching them on Hulu. Um, I'm a big Family Guy and Ted uh, fan, and uh, this is actually probably some of his greatest work he's ever done. Wow, uh, really recommend it. Season two just started. But uh, yeah, I, I blasted through all that. It's like twelve episodes, so I watched that too. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Really, the last few weeks is just uh, eating uh, pretzels and watching um, uh, pretty good TV shows. So, but Gables, um, <laughs> what have you been streaming lately? That should just be a segment. What have we been streaming lately? What have we been streaming? Oh yeah. my god! Well, let's see. Well, from last, well, I think it was like what last Saturday night or something like that. I was streaming like about four hours of fucking Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's oh right. Yeah, stay up to like three in the morning with you. Oh my god! It yeah, was... you, myself, and it was Miss Rose. You know, like uh, from uh, Twitter, who's now going to the name of Cupo Kraken. <laughs> Man, she is such a freaking card, though. She's fucking awesome in terms of like. Uh, you know, just hanging out with us and stuff, just like just shooting the shit and stuff like that. And she led you down the damn rabbit hole of fucking fan fiction of Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, that's something you can never come back from. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she kept telling me about all of these um, uh, like really weird like Yu Gi Oh fan uh, fiction uh things like oh, what was it, like war oh, something shipping. Pretty much all I know was shipping. Um, but like, oh, Google this. I'm like, okay. And I Googled it. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, it's like super like, uh, like dirty, gross fanfic. Yep. And like, honestly, the most, 
appalling thing about this. I'm not a grammar guy at all. Like I, I don't, I don't fully understand how the comma works. Um, but like, even I'm sitting like, like reading some of these stories. I'm like, these guys don't know what a comma is at all or a period. <laughs> they just, just keep going. It, like one of them, one of the stories I found was over 800 chapters. I got, oh I got, my God. It, it, it was insane. There was this one with like, uh, uh, Kaiba and his his adopted stepdad, uh-huh. really weird stuff. I, I I got down into a deep dark rabbit hole. I was like six pages <laughs> into this, um, and it got worse. It, she just kept like, "Hey, look at this one," and like we would like cut copy and paste like like different sections and like put it in the chat. It was it was bad. It oh, was, it was really bad. I think the funniest part about it is I was going through just playing Crash Bandicoot, just basically getting my ass handed to me like uh, <laughs> like three levels in a row. That was spending like close to ten to twenty minutes on because it's like the imprecise controls and this and that. And while I'm doing that, I'm just staring over at the chat over <laughs> on my uh, thing, and I'm just watching this going unfold down where it's like both Tyler and freaking Miss Rose go through. It's just started going through all these random things with all these like shipping like fanfics and stuff for Yu-Gi-Oh and this and that. And I'm like thinking to myself, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it, it's it's bad. <laughs> Like I, I I've heard oh. of it. I I've I've like people have like told me some funny stuff. I've heard like Game Grumps when they when they've done some funny, read some funny oh. stuff. But, oh my god, like, Sonic, Sonic stuff, man. That that yeah. stuff is funny. Yeah, th- this was just disturbing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those things are out there too. But man, yeah, I I I I, th- I th- just when I thought I had like burned it on my brain. Uh, Gables reminded me of it. It was, was P bad, very bad. Uh, yeah, it was PV bad. Anyway, yes. <laughs> if there could be a PV good, there's a PV bad. <laughs> yeah, PVB, PVB. Oh boy! But uh, during that time, that four hours of a gameplay I did, I did manage to beat at least two bosses on that run. And uh, let's see. And I did get pretty far into the game, honestly, with the exception of like the last three levels that I was doing. The last one, I just basically had to call the stream a night because at that point, it's like I had played the game roughly for about four hours straight. I kept on dying over and over and stuff. And I basically did have plenty of people coming through and just watching it then and there and stuff. At one point, I think I had like about 11 people at once, like just wanting to go through and just just watch things and stuff. Of course, probably a lot of them were turned off when they saw freaking Tyler and Miss Rose going through it. Yeah, any fans <laughs> you might have gained that night, uh, I turned away <laughs> very quickly. Oh my gosh! But hell, I, I like this type of like uh, interaction though with my my audience and stuff like that, where it's like, okay, people are just going through, just having fun inside the chat. You know, nothing like too well. <laughs> there was a lot of vulgar stuff during that night, but still. There. but still it was definitely a fun time and like i was saying before like on even during the stream and stuff i'm in that process where i'm going to be streaming a whole bunch of new games and i have not really decided what i want to do for like a continual basis for most of 2018 i decided to stream a lot of dragon ball fighters and to be perfectly honest with you with the announcement of like a season two pass coming pretty soon Ah, I may, from time to time, go through and start streaming a little bit of that, but it's not going to be as prevalent as it once was initially. But at the same time, I want to go ahead and maybe stream some more Crash Bandicoot. 
Maybe some bit of Tales of Asparia as well, because that's a game I've been wanting to go back to for years. Last time I played it was on the 360, and it's been close to around, I want to say, seven, eight years since I had a chance to play that game again. So that's going to be a fun experience to come back to, because I remember some of the basics of it. Action RPG, plucky protagonist, all these other RPG tropes, but I love that intro video. I mean, yes. I, I like myself a good anime opening intro video. I mean, hell. I just love stuff like that, you know, because the most appealing part of anything from like a TV show or a movie or like a freaking opening to a game, you gotta have something that introduces you to the world in that quick split few minutes that you turn it on and it's gonna sink you into that world. And that's what I get every time I watch the intro to Tales of Asparia. But, uh, like I said, other than that, though, it's like I hadn't been streaming anything else, but I did play a bit of Smash Brothers, like I had mentioned before. I went through oh, the arcade, the classic mode, actually, about two or three times this past week. Last one I left off of was Ganondorf. I'm just going to progressively plow, you know, just plow through bits of the classic mode up until I get every character. But, uh, I tried some bit of online stuff. I basically went through and tried to do this, like, sort of a waiting in a room and then just go through and wait for this fight to go forth. I basically just started to do some random fighter stuff, but, uh, the connection, I didn't have any type of connection issues whatsoever, but man, there were so many tough people to play online. I felt like I was lost throughout that whole thing because I've been playing Smash for a long while, but yet when you come across players that definitely know how to play, like, specific characters, like, say, Zelda or play as, like, freaking Ridley or this or that, man, it's it's definitely hard just to get a grasp because in a general fighting game, you want to you wanna try to play, like, actual, like, traditional fighting game where it's, like, you go and do, like, a couple of uh, hits, like, light, medium combos or whatever, or just a couple jabs here and there and just try to avoid things. But uh, no, for Smash, man, Smash is such a different beast altogether. Where it's basically the whole gameplay is like going through in a mixture of dashing and sort of anti-air stuff, neutral attacks and this and that. It's, it can get very chaotic and very like, uh, and very like oh, formula focused, honestly. That's the best I can describe it for the time being. But uh, there's a lot of freaking complexity going on there. And uh, at the same time, I have not been able to actually decipher a lot of it. So that's pretty much like me playing Smash Online in a nutshell, where I'm facing off against a lot of good people. Not fairly good at the online portion of it yet. But then again, I was playing on random and playing as different random characters. Roy, Ridley, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I did manage to KO a Zelda player as Ridley, which that was fucking funny <laughs> as hell. To where, like, I actually got a good smash off before they could try to <laughs> spam, like, freaking projectiles and all this other bullshit. I mean, I know it's a viable strategy, but man, I absolutely hate it when you're playing a game and you just get, keep getting hit by freaking projectiles because they just go for the spam one attack. I hate that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, though, that's pretty much my gaming and what I've been streaming in a nutshell. <laughs> all right. Well, very cool. Uh, well, before we jump into uh, or some of our, some of our topics, which there is a plethora of, uh, before we get there, uh, I do have our uh, top ten games, uh, the Drunk Dash Nerds uh, top ten games of 2018. Uh -huh. So what I do, we do this every year. 
Uh, I, I write down all of our top tens, all three uh, of ours, yes. including Justin's. And um, what I do is for if they're on if they're on the list, if you're number ten, you get one point. Uh, if you are you number one, you get ten points, and you know you get two is nine, three is eight, all the way down. So uh, what I do is I add up the total points off of that, and I think it makes if it's not is it one hundred percent? No, but I think it makes a fairly accurate list of what our top ten games for uh, the year are. So, um, actually, before we do that, uh, some some cool little things we have here. So, out of thirty potential different games we could have had, we had eighteen. Um, yeah. Eight. So, out of the so we had eighteen games. Um, all the the three of us had four games in common: Smash, Pokemon, Celeste, and Spider Man. Yep. Um, Gables and I had six games in common: yep. Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, A Way Out, Smash, Pokemon, Spider Man, Celeste. Uh, Justin had, uh, Justin and Gables had four games in common, Spider-Man, Pokemon, Smash, and Celeste. And then Justin and I also had six games in common with Smash, Shadow of the Colossus, Pokemon, Spider-Man, Celeste, and God of War. (laughs) Um, so, so going on to our top 10 list here, uh, we had a couple ties and I'll tell you when we get there, but starting off with, uh, with six points, we had, uh, number 10, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And that's just because, uh, I was the one with that on my list. And that was just because uh, I had that, I think, at number... What did I have at? Five. So that's why it was, that's, that's why it was number 10. Uh, for number nine, with eight points, we had a hat in time. Uh, that's because Gables had that one at number three for him. Yep. Uh, number eight, we had a way out uh, with nine points. And that's because uh, Gables had it at... Uh, you had it at number five. Yep. And I had it at number eight. Yep. And then... So and here's our first tie uh, with ten points apiece. We had uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. And we had Red Dead Redemption two, uh, so and that's because Justin uh, had, all ten points came from Justin because that was his game of the year. Yep. And then uh, Gables and I both had that uh, Dragon Ball Fighters in our top, on our top ten list. I had mine at ten. Gables had his at two. Yep. And then <laughs> yeah, so a big big difference there, but it counts. <laughs> um, and then at number five uh, with fourteen points, so a bit, a bit of a jump there. Uh, we had the Pokemon games. Uh, well, I think all three of us played Let's Go Pikachu though. Um, and all three of us, that's one of the games all three of us had on our list. Uh, Justin had it at nine. You had it at uh, six. And then I had it at, uh, what am I at here? I had it at four. So, and then moving up, uh, with this we had another tie here uh, for the third spot. Uh, with 17 points, we had Smash and we had Spider-Man. And both of those games are on all three of our list. Yep. Uh, for Smash, it was number five on Justin's, number four on Gable's, and number seven on mine. And then for Spider-Man, it was number three for me. Uh, it was number seven for Gables, and it was number. Where's Justin's at? Did Justin not have Spider-Man? <laughs> I thought he did. He oh he did number six. Sorry, I glossed over it because he, he had like back to back to back. He had Spider-Man, Smash, and Shadow of Colossus. So the S's threw me off. Um, and then at number two, we had God of War with 19 points. Uh, I had it as my game of the year, and Justin had it as his second favorite game of that year. And then, with no real surprise, by a huge margin with 27 points, so an eight-point differential, number one, we had Celeste. Yeah. And we talked about this at the end of that podcast where I I was like, I'm pretty sure this is it because Justin had it three, I had it two, you had it one. So uh, (laughs) that was – I think that's uh, probably the biggest um, uh, disparagement we've ever seen from a – uh, our game of the year list for number one. For a universally year. liked game among the three of us. That's just hilarious, yeah. honestly. Yeah, because there's been a couple of years where it's like, 
oh there you know or there was years of, like when jake was there like two of us had it like uh, two of us had a game in our in, like our top three or something like that yeah and that would end up being like number two or three on our list overall because of that and when it wasn't on the other people's list but this year i think looking at it with the three of us like i said we had six games all, there were six games that were on all three of our lists uh, eight, uh, only 18 games showed up on uh, different games showed up on our list out of 30. So, uh, I, you know, like I said before, it was, it was not, it was a great year, but it wasn't necessarily a very deep year. I don't think. Um, right. So not as comparison to the year prior. No. Yeah. When you, I couldn't, I could have made a top 25 list easily. Uh, but yeah, that's our, our top 10 games from 2018. So I thought that was kind of fun to go through every year. I, I enjoy kind of putting those together. It's kind of a math nerd thing. Um, but jumping into uh, some of our news here, uh, I'm gonna, uh, it's crazy. Some of the stuff we have here would like be like the main thing we talk about, and it's like the third thing on my list of things to talk about. That's how big things have been the last few weeks. Uh, I, I figured honestly we would have a couple things. I was like, ah, we'll probably have a direct. That will be enough for us. And then we haven't yeah. have a direct, but we have more than enough of news topics this week. So starting it off with this one, just kind of came up the last few days. But EA cancels another Star Wars game. Um, so this is, uh, this entire article is from, uh, Jason Schreier at Kotaku. Uh, he is like the king of get, finding stories about, um, out what's going on with EA. Uh, he's got that broke everything about visceral, uh, last year when they got closed. Um, he did all the stuff with star Wars battlefront two the year before that. Um, and he's done everything with dragon age, everything that's going on and like mass effect Andromeda, he, he covers everything. Um, and Anthem as well. He had a big story on them as well. Um, and that's just the last couple of years. Um, but I, I clipped out a few of his uh, uh, items from his articles because they're always like they might as well be books, um, which is not a good, which is not a bad thing. Uh, but anyways, so uh, a couple things here. Uh, the game it was announced alongside the shutdown of Visceral Games back in 2017 uh, that had been developed uh, in, the, in the EA's office in Vancouver. So this was uh, the game that they canceled was the game that Visceral was making. And the, the visceral was making the game with Amy Hennig, who was the uh, the director of the Uncharted games. Yep. So they're basically making a Uncharted Star Wars game, um, and it it just wasn't coming along as fast as they wanted to. They closed down Visceral, and they gave the, what they gave what was left of this game to um, EA Vancouver to turn this into an open world game. So um, okay, yeah. So this is the game that got canceled out of that. So but um, going on with with uh, Jason's story here, but it wouldn't be. Uh, but it wouldn't be accurate to say that EA Vancouver Star Wars was the same game as Ragtag. Ragtag was the code name for the the Visceral's game. Uh, when EA Vancouver took over, it rebooted this Star Wars project entirely, keeping some of the art assets but transforming it into an open world game. Uh, this project, which was codenamed Orca, was very early in development but would involve playing as a scoundrel or bounty hunter who could uh, explore various open world planets and work with different uh, factions across Star Wars universe. Um, and then, uh, going on this last little bit, I took out of it, but, uh, when EA's top decision makers looked at the roadmap for the next few years, they decided they needed games, they needed something earlier than planned release date for Orca. According to two people familiar with what happened, they also, they, they canceled Orca in favor of a smaller scale storage project that's now aimed for a much sooner, likely late 2020, which also happens to be around, uh, when the, the next gen consoles are thought to be launched. Um, so yeah, um, a lot coming out of this. Um, do you, you I don't know, Gables, do you want to tackle this one first? Or do you want me to go on, the, go on this one first? Well, honestly, to be perfectly, uh, to be perfectly fair in terms of like how EA's track record has been in terms of these Star Wars games, it doesn't really surprise me that another game 
in that license that they had agreed with on the deal with Disney <laughs> just didn't literally fall through. It's sort of like a recurring pattern, honestly, over the past few years with Electronic Arts. But man, that absolutely sucks, man, because that definitely sounded like it had a lot of promise to it. I mean, you had the main key people that uh, were responsible for games like the Uncharted series, like Amy Hennig and stuff, and then you have the whole concept and the plans and stuff. It's it's just very disappointing, honestly, because look what EA has really done with the Star Wars licensing ever since they went into that deal with Disney. They've pretty much produced two half-baked games overall with the the first Star Wars, like, Battlefront-esque sort of game and stuff. And then they try Battlefront 2 and that whole debacle and that mm-hmm. that uh, basically pissed off Disney pretty much because of how terrible that was being received. <laughs> but uh, yeah. honestly, it just kind of leads me with the question of, is Disney going to back out of this deal anytime soon? Because this is seriously not a good look for them <laughs> at all no. in terms of this series. Because of, uh, well, ever since like the last movie came out and stuff, people have been kind of a bit burnt out from the Star Wars product stuff with the, decis- with the divisive stuff that they had with the last movie. And then EA kind of being hit and miss with what they're doing with the game development-wise stuff is definitely been sort of a uh <laughs> well it's like what i said mixed bag but to be perfectly honest with you it's it's sad but i didn't really feel surprised when i heard that news of the cancellation how about you Tyler? Uh, yeah I, I mean i was surprised to hear that um that it happened uh just because to find out it was a game that visceral was making was was canceled and I mean, it's only been a little over a year when because i think visceral was closed towards the end of 2017 so it's been a little over a year since they got this game and it's already been shelved yeah um yeah it's it's there's so much to tackle in this where like you look at i mean it's so much bigger than what this game was or the codename orca game where it's like yeah this this deal was signed in 2013 a 10-year exclusivity deal for uh star wars games with ea and like i said they, they released two games uh star wars battlefront came out it was fine but it was bare bones and then Battlefront 2 obviously came out and all the issues with uh, the, the loot boxes that we've gone over a million times. Uh, but you look at it, you know, we've that's all they have to show for it. And then a bunch of, uh, we've had a couple of, uh, um, you know, catastrophes really and embarrassments for EA and Disney. Yep. And, a, and some smaller ones because I don't want like, with, with to, with two games getting canceled, a whole studio being shut down. Um, and that's all we have with this, with this deal. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I wonder, I mean, if there is a way to get out, I, I almost, almost wonder if they're, if they, if Disney would get out of it. Um, they probably would buy their way out, honestly. Yeah. Out I want the contract probably. I mean, hell they got the funds to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost wonder if like, would EA like, just like want them to just take it at this point? Like just, we, we can't do it. Just take it away from us. But it's 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 crazy how things have turned uh, with EA lately. I'm not gonna sit there and like, oh, it's the end of EA. Like, no, they're fine. No, uh, they're, they're they got Madden, they got FIFA, they're fine. Uh, but you just you like you just like Battlefield Five came out like two months ago, and nobody and talks nobody, about it. Nobody talks about it. I'm sure it sold really well, and I'm sure there's a there's a fan base there, but nobody talks about it. And it seemed like it came out, and it's like, oh yeah, that game came out. Like I keep hearing jokes about when's Battlefield Five coming out. 
that's a recurring joke. <laughs> Commonly online. at your oh online. I thought you were hearing that at work. I'm like, what? No, like that's <laughs> like it's a recurring joke I hear people talk about. Like, when's Battlefield Five coming out, guys? Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's but it's, it's it's like that game came. It's just like you know. I think the the Star Wars Battlefront Two has done a lot more damage to EA and as a whole. Um, oh, than even then, they realize. <laughs> yeah, that I think anybody realized. Like I knew, like ah, oh, this is a black guy, but it's just they'll move on. But uh, I almost, I, I wonder, like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to say this is the end of, this is the beginning of the end or anything like that. But I, I feel like this is like, they need to like, I, I understand like, wow, this, they got to, they're always looking at money and getting as much, uh, soaking up as much money as they can off things. Uh, but they almost got, it looks, seems like they have to like, kind of go back, go back to the beginning or like find, figure something out to like rebrand yourself. Uh, do something you look at like what ubisoft did like a few years ago when they when they were started releasing these open world games like assassin's creed and uh and watchdogs and um far cry they totally redid far cry and they've added all these like divisions that coming out division two is coming out soon and you look at uh rainbow six siege you look at these all these games they're releasing and they come out and sometimes they come like i've talked about many times before but rainbow six siege came out and it was just dead on arrival And then it's now it's one of the biggest games uh, in gaming today, uh, or most it was one of the most played games in gaming today. And you look at that like how they how they totally like restructured and they re- totally redid the way they do games. And like there, there's some definitely some fatigue sometimes when you play their games. Like you you see a lot of the same stuff like, right. like Far Cry as you do in Assassin's Creed as you do uh, in Watch Dogs and so on and so forth. But like there's something about it where like I still like. Like yeah, I've had that fatigue. There's certain games that doesn't work for me in, but I I still like Ubisoft's one of my favorite developers out there right now. I enjoy most of the games they play, and they still make great side games. You know, like we got Mario oh, Rabbids yeah. last year. That was fantastic. Uh, we're getting what's the what's the sequel we're finally getting? Uh, soon? Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil. Thank you. Uh, like they still do some cool side stuff, like the Rayman, the Rayman game, stuff like that. Uh, not as much as they used to, but they still do them. Um, and you just look at that. It's like be like that. Like they totally rejuvenated themselves. Uh, like they need to do that. Like I'm not saying scrap everything. Like obviously Madden. I don't want Madden to go away. Obviously, like I, I, I would be really upset if Madden went away. But <laughs> I'm you, sure like, you and a bunch of other dudes. Would yeah, but um, yeah, you know. But I'm like, you, it's some do something, change. You know, FIFA and Madden are always there. It's like you're gonna like that's guaranteed money right there. They, uh, all I gotta but, say, man, is they gotta knock it out of the park with Anthem when that damn thing comes out. Yes, I, I have super high hopes for for Anthem. I played the alpha. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but it was awesome. Um, <laughs> don't, don't 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 sue me. Um, but uh, you know, I have super high hopes for that game. Um, and it's like I look at that game. I'm like, man, if this game doesn't do well, Bioware's gone too. They're just oh. they're visceral. Um, and you know, and it's just it's frustrating. It, you know, uh, I don't know. But going back to the Star Wars stuff, it's just it's just dumbfounding. You know, and it's just like it's it's just the company as a whole. It's like, and I don't understand the whole. Hey, we're gonna make a smaller scale game that'll come out in uh, in two years, eighteen months, whatever it's gonna be. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like, hey, we have this game we're working on for years now uh, that we've rebooted it twice, uh, but we need a game out that's out earlier. So we're just gonna scrap all of this and start from. And I don't know, maybe there's a game they've already have in the pipeline that they're just gonna put all hands on deck to to make that one and get that out sooner. I don't yeah. know, 
but this, you know, that smaller scale game that the, the Star Wars game they keep talking about is like, is that a, is this like, they're like, have they actually like started working on this or like, Hey, we just think of something that's small and release it. I don't know. Um, but it's just dumbfounding. Um, and I, I hope they get the show on track because, uh, Star Wars games should be a fairly easy slam dunk. And I, I guess I can't really blame EA too much because there's been a lot of bad Star Wars games out there, oh, but, yeah. uh, it, it shouldn't be that damn hard to, to make a good Star Wars game. Uh, not that I'm a developer or anything, but it's, it's fucking Star Wars. Um, but moving on. Speaking of uh, AAA developers, um, here comes another one. Activision's and Bungie is split up. Uh, so this kind of came out, uh, I think, at the end of last week. Uh, kind of a big, really big, I think, big uh, deal. with. Uh, so Bungie, back in 2010, signed a 10-year uh, contract with uh, Activision. To work on Destiny with them, uh, I, I believe that the deal was that they, they were, De- Activision was going to keep the uh, Destiny uh, um, franchise. So, like, if they after the ten years is up, they Activision still owns the right to it. Kind of like the Halo situation where like Bungie left Microsoft, but Microsoft kept Halo. Um, but uh, so they they finally, they officially ended it. Uh, so Bungie's going to be their own self publisher. Uh, then Activision came out um, and said that. Today, we're announcing plans for Bungie to assume full publishing rights and responsibilities for the Destiny franchise. Going forward, Bungie will own and develop the fran- uh, the franchise, and Activision will increase its focus on owned IP um, and other projects. Activision and Bungie are committed to a seamless transition for the Destiny franchise and will continue to work closely together during the transition on behalf of the community of, the de- of Destiny players around the world. Um, and then, moving on to some other stuff that from the article I found on GameSpot for this... Um, about six months ago or so, there was talks going on that there's been some issues with um, Bungie and Activision over kind of how uh, Destiny has performed. It's overall been kind of a disappointment to Activision. Um, and at one point, they were talking about like Destiny 2 was rebooted at one point, and there was talks of like they wanted to change it again. Um, and the relationship was pretty strained. And uh, they're really upset when uh, when Forsaken was coming out. They said that uh, Activision came out and said that. The Destiny 2 was a commercial disappointment, um, which the director of Destiny 2, Luke Smith, uh, came on later that day uh, and said, we are not disappointed with Forsaken. We set out to build a game that Destiny players would love, and at Bungie, we love it too. Building Destiny for players who love it is and will remain our focus going forward. Um, So kind of going back and forth where it's like, you know, Activision disappointed in the sales point uh, part of it. And I think, you know, obviously it sounds like Bungie loves, is, is proud of what they're working on. And, um, you know, I remember that point about late summer, early fall, where like they were just giving away Destiny. Like, oh, yeah. Best Buy had a deal. You buy a game, you got a free copy of Destiny 2. Like, I like I had three copies of Destiny 2 sitting up at Best Buy. I just never went and got it. <laughs> I bought games. And like they, they gave it away on PS Plus right before the like the week before uh yeah. Forsaken dropped. So like they were just doing everything they could. They gave away free on PC for a, for like two months. Yep. Um the and now here we are that now Bungie is they have Destiny and they're on their own. So I don't know, Gables but what do you think? Honestly, it's a big shock to me, and it's actually a very good surprise, to be perfectly honest with you, because a lot of what's been keeping Destiny 2, or just Destiny in general, from actually performing the way it should, and how Bungie really intended it to be, was purely Activision, honestly. Throughout their microtransaction stuff, throughout this and that, that they were forcing upon players, and this and that, 
I am glad that Bungie has assumed full control of their IP only because it gives them the option to do what they feel should be more beneficial to the players and not so much inside the padding of like corporate freaking paychecks, which that's initially what gamers had issue with to begin with when Destiny 2 first launched. I mean, hell, the freaking microtransaction stuff and going to a freaking like uh, going to the main store after like going to a certain port in the story and then just trying to f- buy digital currency just to buy stuff. I mean, that's ridiculous, honestly, in and of itself. But uh, I'm very happy for Bungie. I mean, hell, they obviously want to try to finish up Destiny 2 and what else they could get out of it and stuff. And on record and stuff, Activision and, Bun- and Blizzard and stuff are still going to be having the, the online stuff. You know, like, the online server's on still, and this and that. But uh, it makes me kind of excited what Bungie wants to work on next. You know, because they definitely have something else in mind. Or else why would they want to go for it and just try to get their uh, IP? (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah, and they signed, like, a big um, $100 million uh, contract. I can't remember who it was with. Let me look it up real quick. Um, With... Uh, NetEase, I don't know who the hell it is, but uh, they sent a $100 million funding It's deal like a with them Chinese to... like company, I think it was. Oh, okay. But uh, they sent a $100 million deal to work on a non-Destiny project with them. So, they're definitely working on something else. Bungie's a big enough company, I think they could probably do two games at once. Uh, yes. I think Destiny 3 is well on the way. Um, yeah, but you look at this whole, this whole thing uh, where, like, I remember right towards the end of Destiny 1's li- uh, life, uh, there all the news came out about hey like, like Destiny was supposed to come out in two thousand September two thousand thirteen, but got delayed a whole year because yep. Activision didn't like the story and they had to like re- rewrite the entire story and redo the whole story in a year. Um, then all the stuff with Peter Dinklage because it sounded like they had to do like about a bunch of like re re recordings and stuff like that, try to like scrape together at the whole new story. Obviously, it was terrible and barely there. Um. And then it comes out here with, like, same thing with Destiny 2. It was delayed a whole year. So it was come out in September 2016, but it got delayed to 2017 because of a bunch of issues Activision had with the game. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's great that, it's great that they're going to have the, the, the game to themselves, and they're going to have their own, finally have their own vision. Uh, they, don't, they don't do all the bullshit with, like, the... Um, I don't know if the microtransaction stuff will go away necessarily, but maybe they can kind of revamp the way some of the, all the currency stuff works in that game. Um and then maybe the, the overall game and the lore and everything will be better too. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's cool to see that they're, they're getting their own uh, shot at this and they, they also get a chance they're going to be working on something different too. Uh, I am definitely... You know, I like Destiny 2 a lot. Destiny was fun to play with you guys. It wasn't necessarily a, it yeah. was a fine game, but it wasn't a, like a game I would have played by myself. Um, but uh, let's move on to our next topic, Gables. So um, these, these first three topics would be like good topics for like a show in general yeah uh, and these are you know here and they're getting buried uh in on this show that's how crazy it's been the last couple weeks but this one happened on monday it was announced on monday and i think it's officially went in place on wednesday or thursday but rocket league has officially gone cross-platform Woo! on the ps4 so now we can uh play games with uh, xbox one we've always been able to play with pc people um yep. and then on the other side xbox switch and pc players all been able to play together for for a while now um now we can officially do, um, play with cross console and um they said that and that um psionic said that uh they'll be implementing a cross-platform party system in, oh. the upcoming, in an upcoming update 
Uh, they said more de- updates, uh, more details will be shared soon, but the feature will allow players to partner up with friends on any platform with the push of a few buttons. Oh, damn. Uh, so I don't know if that, that doesn't necessarily mean chat, but that means you can at least link up with your friends uh, on Xbox or <laughs> Switch or PlayStation. Hey, guys, this is Tyler. So unfortunately, at this point, uh, Gable's audio quit recording. Uh, we caught it. We thought we fixed it um, at the time, but it doesn't look like we did. Um, so I will try to make this as seamless as possible, but there's going to be some weird cuts in there. But I uh, hope you guys just enjoy the rest of the show of me talking. Um, and hopefully things are better next week. Bye, guys. But yeah, so now, now they can now we can all finally play uh, with uh, with everybody uh, across all of our consoles now. It, just like kind of like they did a few months ago with Fortnite. Um, so... I don't know, Gables. Where, where are you on this? And do you, do you think this is? You know, we talked about with this Fortnite, but now, like, I thought it was like, ah, it's Fortnite. It's the biggest thing in the world. Like, that's it. Now we got Rock League that's been out for a few years, but it's it's still one of the like it's one of the most popular games out there for people to play. I, I I'm in a weird spot where like you know we we railed uh, Sony and PlayStation for not want to play ball earlier in the year or early last year and up until they finally did. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of of two minds with this we're like yeah it's it's, gr- it's great to have it i'd rather have this than not have this uh because i think it'd be great for everything to have like to be you know cross-platform like because especially like some of these small like you we're talking about the you know rock league and Fortnite. uh you know Fortnite being the biggest thing in entertainment in the world right now and rock league is one of the biggest games in the, in the world um that have they're doing this like when the player base is fine they're gonna be split four ways and be fine um, but I, I think this would be great for like the middle of the road games or games that have been out for a little while, you know, that are like, or you, you don't, you, you hop on, you don't see a huge player base to be able to have, you know, that is split four or five ways. Maybe it's on Epic, uh, the Epic, uh, games, uh, uh, was it their uh, gaming platform they have now? Uh, then you have, you know, steam and now you have, or if you have a Ubisoft story or an origin store, like all these games are split up like that. Be able to play them cross-platform would be great. Um, for the reason that kept keeping these games alive, you know, when it's like, hey, there's a, there's a couple thousand over here, there's a hundred over there, there's you know a few thousand over here. Like now we can bring them all together, and now there's ten thousand. Uh, as far as like you know these bigger games go, or playing games with um, with friends on their consoles, um, I don't know. I guess I don't really see the draw in it from for me on that sense where. I play when when we do like gamer nights. We play games like the fun of it is just more really just you just bullshit with your friends playing games, like like we we're playing like Friday Thirteenth. It's not a good game at all, but it's just fun to play with your friends. You know what I mean? Like so we don't really we don't really care what we're playing. So for me when I when I hear like oh I want to be able to play with my buddy who has uh I have Red Dead Redemption Two on PS4 and he has it on Xbox One. I want to be able to play with him. Cool. I, I mean, I guess it's fun because it's it's better than not playing with each other. Um, that sounds dirty, but I didn't mean for it to sound like that. Uh, but um, you know, it's it's better it's better to have that option than not have that option. But it's like to me, it's like I want to be able to talk to my friend. I, like if Justin and I are playing a game, he's playing an Xbox, I'm playing a PS4. I want to be able to talk to him. You know, uh, it's like when I remember we we played uh, Smash Smash Brothers on the Wii U. We hopped on PS4 at party chat and we chatted while we played it on the Wii U. You know, it's like I want I want that option. Um, you know, and I I just don't I don't know. I think it's just maybe I'm in a bubble and that's just, I, the way I play is just like I want to 
chit chat. It's more about chit chatting with my friends. But also, you know, there's when games come out that want that that first come out, like I want to be able to play those games too and play with my friends. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it means cool. I'm not trying to knock it, but I, I think we're um, when people sit there and talk about, oh, I can't wait to play with Johnny and Xbox. Like wh- I don't know. Like what is I don't know. like? Oh, cool. We could talk about it later uh, how this how this cool shit happened. But I won't be able to talk to him in the moment of it happening. Uh, I'm not trying to poo-poo it too much, but that's just kind of the, the, the more I thought about it, that's kind of where I come out of it. But moving on to another big topic, I think. Uh, so uh, some data mining went on uh, after uh, an update with the Switch. And it sounds like SNES games are coming to the Switch. I don't know when, but possibly soon. Uh, and then there's all the talks. You know, J- January is always a big month for a direct, uh, which we haven't had one yet. Could still have one this month, but who knows? Uh, but someone data mined it, and uh, they found these games in the uh, when they were data mining these 22 um, uh, Super Nintendo games. We had Super Mario Kart, Super Soccer, Zelda: Link to the Past, Demon's Crest, Super uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Stunt Race FX, Kirby's Dream Course, Poppin' Twin B. Star Fox, Contra 3, Kirby Superstar, Super Goals and Ghosts, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, Pilot Wings, F Zero, Star Fox 2, Super Punch Out, uh, The Legend of Mystical Ninja, Super Mario All Stars, Breath of the uh, Breath of the Wild, Bre- Breath of Fire 2, and then last but not least, Star Fox 2. So those games were found in there uh, in the in the code. Um, I, I think it's real. I think it's a uh, matter of time. Whether it's next month or E3, who knows? Um, but I, I'm kind of with you in the same sense, though, with the SNES. Like, you know, like we were just talking about with the cross-platform stuff. It's cool to have that option. Like that, the more options are better. Um, but I don't know. I guess I I've bought a lot of those games. The games that I, I really care about to play on the SNES or the NES. Like we've bought them so many times already with like the Virtual Console and on a 3DS and blah 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 that I, I don't really have any interest to play these again. Um, it'd be cool to like, yeah, I feel like jumping in and playing Super Mario World and play the first world again or something like that. Yeah, it'd be fun. But I don't think it's something I'd seriously ever jump into. Like, I when the NES Online came out, um, I, I went in there and I played it for like an hour. And I just kind of like, I, I always want to check it out, how it worked and stuff like that. And uh, I haven't gone back into it since then. That was the first night it was out. Um, so... I, you know, and I, I look at the new games, we get like two new games a month, whoop, whoop de do um, and I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I've always talked about, it. I'm not like the, the guy that go back to play a lot of these older games, I'll play remakes of those games, uh, I love doing that, uh, give me Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, uh, remake, you cowards, you fuckers, give me that now, um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. I what would really I think would be exciting. And maybe it's a nostalgia thing, but like when we when we start seeing GameCube stuff, like that's stuff I want to see. That's stuff I care about. Or maybe we get we start getting some sixty four stuff in there. Then you know, hey, you know, put Pokemon Snap on there. Just give me Pokemon Snap. I fucking love that. You know, put the Pokemon Stadium games on there. What are we waiting for? They still have never put those on Virtual Console. Why? Just do it. Do it. What are we doing? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's cool though. Uh, we can we can play Pokemon Yellow on uh, through the Pokemon uh, Stadium game on our Switch. I don't know. We'll find a way. And that'd be cool too. You know what? Put 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 Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games, DS games. Put them on there. What are we doing? 
You know, I don't, I don't know if the DS games would work. They could probably find a way to make them work. This game, this is a portable console that's also a home console. Like, put some handheld stuff on there too. Like, put the Pokemon games on there. You know, put put you know put all those great games we played on the Game Boy Advance and the DS on there. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to poo-poo it. Uh, it's cool to ha- it's cool. It's happening. And I think that just makes it one step closer to uh, us potentially getting those things that we want, but I'm still not going to hold my breath because sometimes Nintendo just, I swear, hates money. Um, but moving on to another topic here, sticking with Nintendo. Um, so a Czech retailer called Super Gamer uh, pulled a Walmart. Uh, that's kind of a reference to when Walmart uh, leaked a bunch of games that were about to be announced at E3, like two weeks before E3, and put them up on the store. Uh, and decided to showcase release date on the store's page. According to Super Gamer, Metroid Prime 4 is set to release on November 29th, 2019. Um, we don't know who's making this game. We don't know. We have seen nothing about this game other than a, a, a title, a title screen. Um, but I've been hearing for months and months and months, like six months at least, probably actually dating back to E3, where people were like swearing up and down this game is coming out in 2019. I don't know if that's people just like they heard some stuff or if that's just like their guess. Um, but I don't I don't understand. Like, where's where's the evidence that this game like is is somewhere nowhere is anywhere near done? Like um, during E3 of 2016 was it 16 or 17, 17 uh, when they announced this game, Reggie came out and said that this game would just, they're putting together a development team to work on this game. So whether he was lying, then unless he was lying, that game has been in development for a little over a year. I, 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 I don't believe this at all unless they have totally uh, fooled us, which I'm hoping so. I would be very happy to be wrong in this case. Uh, I just don't, I keep hearing that over and over again. Oh, we're going to see Metroid Prime 4 at, uh, at the Game Awards. Oh, it's definitely going to be at E3. Oh, it's going to be in the Direct here soon. Uh, it's coming out this year. Uh, I, I, I don't believe it at all. I, I don't. I, I think this is like a... a tw- I said it then uh, at E3 2017. This is like a 2020 game at the earliest. I still believe that to this day. Um, but, you know, Nintendo loves to announce games. They've done the last couple of years now where they... I know this game isn't technically an announcement but, uh, or reveal, but they'll... They'll show off a game for the first time, like what they did with Smash, or they did with Pokemon Let's Go, or they did with Mario Odyssey, and then they'll release it um, later that year. So you're talking six, eight month long um, cycles there. So the, could it be? Yeah. Uh, do I do I think it's likely? Not at all. Um, but moving on to our last one, really quick, not really let let's say here. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World got an official release date, uh, March 29th. Uh, this year so um, I am super excited I uh, can't wait to play it loved Wooly World and I can't wait to jump into this game I I, I was completely wrong I thought this game was going to be tied into Labo somehow um, and it wasn't because it was a cardboard game and it made sense but it's not uh, that so um, but that will wrap up the show for the week guys uh, thank you for listening I hope you guys enjoyed um, all of our uh, game of the year stuff from the last few weeks uh, it feels great to be back uh, first recording of 2019 for us. Um, 
But guys, let's see if I remember all these. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group. It is Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Like and join us on there on Twitch on twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Give him a big uh, follow on there, please. And then on Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there on iTunes, uh, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Give us five stars. Leave us a review, please. Subscribe as well. And also on Spotify, I do the same thing. I think you follow on there. No, you subscribe. Wait, you do one of the two. Just do one of the two. And um, whatever review thing they have, do that too, please. Um, if they have one, I don't know. Uh, just, just do something, please. Um, and then on YouTube, we are Drunk Dash Nerds. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Go uh, listen. To the podcast goes up on there as well. Um, give us a big thumbs up. Leave us a comment. Really appreciate if you did that. And I think I got them all, Gables. I fucking did it. Fucking did it. I've done it in a month, and I still got it. King, baby. King. But uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host. I was Tyler. Bye, guys.